It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. It may have been the late game, but Donovan Mitchell put the Clippers to sleep in game one. What's the real Atlanta Hawks team? Plus, what are the Steelers' long-term plans at quarterback? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. With Dwayne Wade in the building, a building that was on fire. The Utah Jazz took down the LA Clippers 112-109 in game one of their West semifinals matchup. Joining me now from Locked On Jazz, David Locke. And David, this is a game that the Jazz got a monster performance from Donovan Mitchell. They get the defensive player of the year making the game-saving block at the end, and they got a little help from guys like Jordan Clarkson. This was a Jazz performance, and yet the, the two best players for the Clippers Combined 13 for 36 from Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So how sustainable is this for the Jazz? Well, I mean, the Jazz missed 19 straight shots in the first quarter, so that is actually the least sustainable thing that happened in this game Of is that the Jazz will not miss 19 straight shots again in this quarter. I think that's possible. Uh, in regards to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, there's going to be th- two different questions. So one is, you know, is there some reason why they had a bad night that's related to Utah? Um, is there some reason the fact that the Clippers played a seven game series um, and they're coming off that and could be fatigued. If that's the case, we're playing every other night and you know, the jazz did get a significant advantage. It's why you fight through a season to get the one seed and play your guys to get that one seed. So you can have a five game series and get an extra seven days off. It might've led to 19 straight misses. There are some interesting numbers though, you know, this year, and I don't have tonight's numbers, but this year Kawhi Leonard is shooting six of 15 in the paint. When Rudy Gobert is on the floor, Paul George this year coming into this ball game was shooting two of seven. When Rudy Gobert was on the floor in the paint. If you look at the 19 shots taken by Kawhi Leonard tonight, I think four of them are at the rim. If you look at the 17 shots taken by Paul George tonight, I think two of them are at the rim. 
So while it does not, you know, the natural instinct, and this gets a little geeky here, is to look at someone like Paul Jordan and say, well, he went 4 of 17, he had a bad night. Yeah, yeah, it's unlikely he's going to go 1 of 6 on long twos again. But he might go 3 of 6 or 2 of 6. But he's not, when you only take three shots all night in the paint and only two nights shots all night at the rim, you're not going to shoot a high percentage. And that's what Paul George did tonight. He took three shots in the paint all night and only two at the rim. Kawhi Leonard, by the end of the night, I'm looking at his shot chart right now, was a little bit better, but he also shot nine of 19. And so that's not that bad a night. So I think there's a fatigue factor, but I also think this is where Rudy Gobert is great is that he bends your shot chart. And so it doesn't seem obvious he had an impact on the game until you look at a player's shot chart. Donovan Mitchell has had these kinds of playoff performances before, but when he's doing it against two other guys who have been in these moments before, Kawhi Leonard, uh, an MVP, a multiple-time champion, does this mean a little bit more? I think the big moment of this series is when – in the early, you know, in the first stage of this series was what, five, four, five minutes left and Tyrone Lou takes Kawhi Leonard and puts him on Donovan Mitchell. And in the last series, he had to guard Luka Doncic the whole time. And so that that's a big ask on Kawhi Leonard, who is a machine, but you're suddenly asking him to go play, you know, back to back to back series against dynamic ball handlers who are very different. Um, you know, the other end of it, Donovan just to his credit, does this, right? It was 44 in game six against Denver last year. It was 51 in game four against Denver last year. It was 57 in game one against Denver last year. And he scored over a point a minute in the last series. Everyone's in love with what Devin Booker did right now. And Devin Booker deserves all the praise. But Donovan Mitchell in his four games scored over a point a minute in that Memphis series. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, tied at one game apiece with Philadelphia, what's the real Atlanta team look like? That's next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. On Tuesday, Nikola Jokic became the sixth international player to win the NBA's MVP. Philadelphia 76ers center Joel Embiid and Golden State Warriors guard Steph Curry finished second and third, respectively, behind Jokic in the final voting, followed by Milwaukee Bucks forward Giannis Antetokounmpo, the winner of the past two seasons, and Phoenix Suns guard Chris Paul. There was that one vote for Derrick Rose. And no, it's not 2011. Amid a Major League Baseball crackdown on pitcher-friendly foreign substances, New York Yankees ace Garrett Cole struggled to give an answer when asked Tuesday whether he has ever used a particular sticky paste called spider tack while on the mound. And have you ever used spider tack while pitching? Um, I don't... 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know quite. I don't quite know how to answer that, to be honest. Um, I mean, there are customs and practices that have been passed down from older players to younger players, from the last generation of players to this generation of players, and um, you know, I, I think. Uh, I think there are some things that are certainly out of bounds in that regard, and and uh, I've stood pretty stood pretty firm in, in terms of that. No, you're right. I'm sure that's how everyone who's never heard of something like that or, or used it sounds when they answer a question about it. The Tampa Bay Lightning advance after beating the Carolina Hurricanes 2-0 on Tuesday night, and for as exciting as the Stanley Cup playoffs are, it's always a real gut punch for the team that gets sent home. Hey there, Kenny X. Jared Ellis here, host of Locked On Hurricanes, and season's over. Carolina Hurricanes just lost 2-0 in Game 5 to the Tampa Bay Lightning at home. Season's over. Uh, Lightning won the series four games to one. Uh, at the end of the day, three straight playoff berths, a division title, you know, after a decade of not making the playoffs. I love this team. Go Canes, and thank you for your support all season. The Vegas Knights, not done yet, broke a tie in overtime and in their series. Let's go! Golden Knights just beat the Colorado Avalanche in overtime, 3-2 after being down 2-0 in the third period. What a game, an instant classic, I swear to God. Woo, adrenaline all through the roof, my blood pressure was high. It's an amazing game. Mark Stone with the game winner in overtime. Amazing, amazing. I've talked about... The resiliency of this team throughout the playoffs. They had they had to battle against Minnesota. They had to battle against that 7-1 deficit. They go back to Vegas needing just one more win. They have two chances to do that. And the Fortress right now is so hard to play in if you're an opposing team. Let's go Vegas! That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for today on betonline.ag. The NBA MVP in Denver, Nikola Jokic, finds himself down 0-1 to the Phoenix Suns. Game 2 is tonight, and the betonline.ag line for the game is Phoenix giving 6. On the ice, it'll be Game 6 between the New York Islanders and the Boston Bruins. The Islanders have a 3-2 series lead. The betonline.ag line for this is Boston giving a goal and a half. For all your NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoff, MLB, or golf odds, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. After losing game one to the Atlanta Hawks, Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers had seen enough. JoJo poured in 40 as the Sixers won 118-102, evening the series at one game apiece. Joining me now from Locked on Hawks, Brad Rowland and Brad, as these two games are, are compared to one another when we try and project this forward, which version of these two teams do you think makes the most sense and the most logical as we move forward here in this series? This is the cop-out answer, but it's probably somewhere in the middle of the two. Uh, you know, obviously... Uh, the Hawks had a lot uh, had a lot go right 
in game one. Uh, Sixers, Sixers, I think, had a lot go right in game two. Trey Young had his worst playoff game to date in game two, for one thing. He'll, he, should, he should be better than this the rest of the series, but Joel Embiid was also awesome, and Philadelphia also had their bench kind of come alive. So I think somewhere in the middle, that's what happens when you have when you have two kind of surprising-ish results. Um, you know, the Sixers kind of pulling away the way they did in game two was that as well. But I will say somewhere in the middle, which is kind of where you land when you're 1-1 when, when you're in the series, I guess. And the Hawks couldn't guard Joel in the first game, so it's not like this was a a totally different version of Joel Embiid than we saw in game one. The difference really was how how Trey Young played and how the rest of the team shot the ball. They shot under 37% from deep. Bogdan Bodanovich, he goes six for 16. Trey Young is six for 16. Uh, One for seven from deep. You don't expect that to continue in this series, right? No, I think the Hawks can't play better than this offensively. You know, the counterpoint would be that Gallinari and Herter were fantastic in this game off the bench for Atlanta, but yep. you certainly would not, would not expect Young and Bogdanovich to be as cold as they were. And I don't really worry about the Hawks' offense. If, in fact, I think the Hawks should be pretty encouraged offensively through two games. It's just like, as you said, they have they have no answer for Embiid whatsoever. And if Philadelphia gets what they got from their bench in this game, then the Hawks could be in some trouble. So as we may shift the series to Atlanta for game three, what is Atlanta need to tighten up here? Is it a matter of offensive execution? Is it finding new answers for Joel Embiid? Where do they turn here? Yeah, I think making a decision on Embiid is one thing. Uh, You know, you could sort of allow him, quote unquote, to kind of just get his and not double team him and just kind of make him score 50 on you. Um, That's one decision. Uh, But just kind of going one path or the other would be helpful. And I think taking care of the ball would be huge as well. I think we saw in game one, Philadelphia turned the ball over a ton. That was a problem for them. In this game, the Hawks committed 18 turnovers, and it led to a lot of easy buckets for the Sixers. And Philadelphia's offense outside of Embiid is not always dynamic. But if if you give them easy buckets in transition, that makes things a lot easier for them so just kind of taking care of the ball making less mistakes this has definitely felt like a mistake-filled game for the hawks and they're a young team but at home they've been really good lately so you have to figure they'll be more comfortable coming up just what is the steelers long-term plan at qb our q of the day is next today's episode is brought to you by built bar the best tasting protein bar ever it's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar i had one yesterday for lunch i was on the go i didn't have time to stop for lunch guess what I reached for a built bar and I was good. I was good well past when I reasonably should have been because built bar has good fiber, good protein, and yet it's not full of carbs. It's not full of sugar. It is not full of calories. It is something that you can feel good about putting in your body. And yet it tastes great. I don't know how they do it, but guess what? They do it. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. Succession is not just a great HBO show. It is also what teams try and do and usually fail 
with great quarterbacks. Pittsburgh dealing with this question right now. Mason Rudolph saying, hey, it's my goal to be the starting quarterback in Pittsburgh, but will he get that opportunity? Joining me now from Locked On Steelers, Chris Carter. And Chris, when it comes to Pittsburgh, they just made this uh, move with Ben Roethlisberger's salary to make things more tenable based on what his contract situation was, and that meant committing to him, at least from a dead cap situation down the line. What is their plan, best we can tell, at quarterback long-term? Right now, the plan is, Peter, just to keep options open there's a few things to remember here one mason Ruff is technically the only quarterback they got on contract to play in 2022 that's what the extension was about and then he spoke yesterday at steelers ota saying hey i want to be you know i want to be the starter you know in the, in the next year and that's that that's my goal is to be that but the truth is there's still a possibility Ben Roethlisberger isn't done after after this year. One thing that he's that he's already said in OTAs was that towards the end of last year, he threw a thousand passes before the season ever began because he was rehabbing that elbow. And he said that definitely, especially when he was throwing 50, 60 passes a game throughout the middle of the season, that his arm did wear down much faster than it, than it ever, than it ever had before. And so this year he's sort of taken a step by step as the Steelers focus back on running the ball with Najee Harris. Maybe if he throws the ball less, he feels like he can come back and 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 do more. Um he feels like he has more in the tank, but for the Steelers, they're playing right now with these backup quarterbacks. You got to remember they 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 signed Dwayne Haskins for a very cheap deal. He's going to be battling it out with Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph says he's looking forward to that battle. Um, and Ben Roethlisberger and the teammates have been hyping up Dwayne Haskins. Uh, ben Roethlisberger said, "Yeah, that Haskins could throw the ball through a car wash and it wouldn't get wet." You know, just uh, talking about his arm and everything. There's excitement there, but the Steelers aren't banking on anyone. They're they're saying, "Hey." If you do well this year, we'll see about it next year. But people forget the Steelers are going to have a few comp picks lined up this, for this next uh, for this next NFL draft, and they'll they right now they are set to have the second most salary cap money in the NFL next year, and that's well over seventy million in salary cap space. So they're going to have a few options to either go get a quarterback in free agency if they really want one. They can trade up in the draft and go and get a quarterback early in the rounds of the first round if they want one. They got options, but they're in no way banking on Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins at this point. An all-time great quarterback who is okay with living year to year with his team saying, oh, if you're still good, you can be the starter. Wouldn't know anything about it, Chris. <laughs> Wouldn't know anything about it. It certainly seems to be the thing right now, man. But I get it. If you're a franchise quarterback, you write you write your ticket, right? You could just you could just say like like Aaron Rodgers, like you know, like hey, man, I don't like how things are going. And, and honestly, I think the the biggest difference between those is that you can say with the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, you gave him Le'Veon Bell. He was the best running back in football for a couple years there. When he when he was done with the Steelers, he averaged the most scrimmage yards or yards from scrimmage in NFL history per game. I mean, that's that was ridiculous. You gave him Antonio Brown, the best receiver in football for six years. You gave him several good backup receivers in Mike Wallace, Emmanuel Sanders, Martavis Bryant, Juju Smith-Schuster, even now with Chase Claypool. He had Heath Miller. He, they, you went and signed Eric Ebron. You gave him an offensive line that was top five. Aaron Rodgers ain't got much of that. And so I think that's where you see a, 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 you know, a different, you know, a polar opposite of how those quarterbacks are, are treating their situations where Aaron Rodgers is like, I'm not feeling that the additions you guys have made, 
Ben Roethlisberger is like, you've done nothing but give me these additions. Even when the defense wasn't playing well, you were you were keep reloading the offense. And finally, after a number of inequalities were outlined and exposed in women's college basketball last season, the NCAA announced Tuesday its plans going forward and what areas it hopes to address. That committee outlined two major points of emphasis, with the first being branding. The committee intends to work with men's Division I college basketball to create a unified branding strategy for both women's and men's postseasons. This could include the women's NCAA tournament getting the rights to use March Madness in its branding. A positive step forward, but we are still using words like could. That is disappointing. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up Thursday, can the MVP get a win for the Nuggets? We'll have that and more. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.